It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Happy Friday, Raider Nation. Scott Branson, silver and black today. little Raider rant for this Friday. Just want to get everybody updated on the game coming up Sunday against the Tennessee Titans. We thank you for joining us as always. Hope you're heading into the weekend feeling good. Feeling good about this team getting out of this kind of malaise they've been in. Going to Tennessee, I see a lot of folks on my timeline thinking, boy, this is this is the time they put it together. I don't disagree. I think the Raiders will play better. I think they have not been playing as good as that roster is. We've talked about that uh, with myself and my partner, Mo Moten, all week and on the show. And you guys, I think, are starting to get that sense. But I will, I will say this. I've seen some of you say, hey, it's going to be, this is great, this is favorable, blah, 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 because they're going on the road against Tennessee, who's banged up. And struggling a little bit, you saw what happened to Buffalo. The Raiders are not Buffalo. They are not at that level. Let's just face that, okay? But I will say this. If the Raiders can control Derrick Henry offensively, then uh, that improves their chances greatly. And so it's good to see some optimism growing out there. I know that if uh, if the Raiders don't win on Sunday, we're going to be in a whole different place. But but I, I really do. I'm not, I'm not just trying to pander, I think the Raiders are going to perform better. I think Derek Carr comes out of his slumber, if you will, this week. So we'll see how that goes. I think a lot of that depends. But I want to go over the injury report that we got yesterday. And of course, we'll get another one today. But some really concerning things here. The Titans have a ton of injuries. We'll talk about that in a second. But the Raiders do as well. We know some of the the players that we've been talking about, for example, Right tackle Jermaine Illuminor, who's had a hip injury, was limited on Wednesday, but he was a full participant yesterday on Thursday. That's a good thing. Neil Farrell Jr., the defensive tackle. The Raiders are not are not uh, deep inside on defense. Shoulder uh, discomfort of some sort. Uh, he has not practiced all week. Did not practice yesterday on Thursday. Andre James, good news, back at practice in a limited fashion on Thursday. I still think we'll probably see Dylan Parham at center, but it's good to see Andre James back on the practice field in Henderson for the Raiders. Chandler Jones, second day in a row. Uh, Actually, there's no listing for Chandler Jones. He was out uh, for kind of a, a veteran day on Wednesday, and then Thursday he wasn't listed. So he's basically not listed as a participant or not participating. <laughs> I don't get that one. So uh, apparently the disappearing act of Chandler Jones continues in a different way. Trayvon Mooring, of course, out again. Uh, Bilal Nichols with that shoulder was back at practice, too, in a limited uh, role. And so easing back into it as they do during the regular season. So we'll see if Bilal Nichols, he needs to have a big game. Mo and I talked about that yesterday on the show. And you got to have that inside presence. you got to have it. And Bilal Nichols was a big signing for this team uh, in the middle there, and he's got to show something there. But he's banged up, but back at practice yesterday, which is a good thing. Now, here's the one that concerns me the most, and that is Denzel Perryman still out with that ankle. 
And if you saw yesterday uh, with with uh, the, the reports going around about the Raiders and what they're doing uh, to bring in uh, with Martinez at, at linebacker, of course, uh, Blake Martinez, who played for the Giants, very familiar, has played for Patrick Graham in the past. He was supposed to be in today for a visit. I don't think that means he plays on Sunday if they sign him. But that, to me, means that they are concerned with the long-term prospects of getting Denzel Perryman, who's an important guy on this defense. That veteran did so well, leading tackler in the NFL last year. I mean, geez, you know, not having him in there is not good for this team. And so uh, they're checking out Blake Martinez, and I think that's not a good sign for Denzel Perryman. Hunter Renfro with that concussion still has not participated. He is in the protocol Hopefully we get an update on Friday. We probably will not know. My guess is Hunter Renfro might not be ready to go for Sunday. And, you know, we wish him the best and hope he feels better. Uh, when it comes to head injuries, rest is the best thing. doesn't matter how big of a game it is. got to make sure that brain is doing okay. So we send out our best to Hunter Renfro. Jacob Johnson, the fullback out uh, uh, on Wednesday, is back on Thursday in a limited fashion. He's got a hamstring issue. And then Josh Jacobs. Wasn't listed on Wednesday as a issue with uh, with an injury, but he did not participate in practice yesterday with an illness. In the age of COVID, you got to wonder if that's it. Although I, there's a COVID list still, I think in the NFL. So Josh Jacobs might have just had the flu. He might have had bad food. Who knows? But we hope to hear later today on Josh Jacobs and what's going on there. So that's the rundown of the Raiders' injuries. And and again. Not exactly. That list grew. Remember how it was zero to start the season? Uh, as, as expected, once you roll into the rigors of an NFL regular season, it starts to grow, and it has. But good news with James, good news with Bilal Nichols, good news with Jacob Johnson, and, of course, with Jermaine Illuminor. So we'll see how that all works out. The Titans, on the other hand, having some problems, uh, and they have Danico Autry, Back at practice, uh, but banged up. Traylon Burks, the young wide receiver, banged up. Back at practice. Zach Cunningham, the linebacker, he was limited. And uh, most importantly, Taylor Luan, the tackle for the Titans, did not participate again, nor did Ola Adini, uh, who is an outside linebacker for them as well. So, so they got their own share of injuries, and so we'll have to see how that all works out. But, uh, you know, that, that, that's going to factor into this game a bit, too. So we have to watch uh, what the Raiders are going to do and how those injuries will have an impact at all on this game. We'll see how that all, all that runs out. But uh, anyway, that's, that's kind of a rundown of where we're at with injuries. And then uh, you know, I wanted to talk about the, the whole idea of where this team is at because I see so much, so many people – Disappointed, and I understand that. And I'm not saying that you don't expect excellence from this team because this this team they went out, they've made long-term commitments to to veterans on this team, and so I understand the expectations are very high. And as Mo and I said throughout the off season, you can have high expectations, but they have to be realistic as well. Now, 0-2 to me. <laughs> To expect this team not to be 0-2 is not unrealistic. It should not be 0-2. We know this. Um, the Charger game, you know, Mo picked picked the Chargers in that game. Anyway, I did not. I thought the Raiders would actually win that, and that would be a big game to kind of set the tone for this team. But it didn't happen. 
right? The Cardinal loss was a bad one because of how it all unfolded. And it's interesting. I saw one Raider fan tweet about this and said, listen, it's not that we are overly negative. It's kind of Pavlovian. This is my, my friend Ed Marshall up in Alaska, I think, is the one who said this. It's sort of Pavlovian because we're so used to this team and having excitement around them, and then suddenly the wheels fall off. And for a lot of Raider fans in the last 25, 30 years. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It feels like that again. It feels like, well, God, we had so much excited coach, GM, defensive end, uh, uh, wide receiver, and Devontae Adams, all this stuff going, and then boom, two games in, and where are we at? We're back where we always are. So, so I get it. It's, it's sort of like a, a, a not, and, and again, not to belittle, not to, I should say, not to minimize the effects of real PTSD, but it's like a PTSD. Everybody's used to the negative. And so when challenges pop up, then you get really negative. And so I'm seeing some of that, although as the week has gone on, the excitement of the next game seems to be taking over a little more, and I think that that's a good thing, right? I think that's a really good thing. And you should. Look, if they go out and, and, and blow another game, okay, then you got some serious considerations. But as Mo said and. I wasn't necessarily in agreement with him on Tuesday's show when he talked about the fact that they're 0-2 and they still have plenty of time. And they do. They have, they have 15 more games, folks, right? 15 more games. I look at the data and it says 0-2, 14-team playoff format, never been done, never made the playoffs. But there's always a first time. There's always a first time. And I think that things have changed significantly. So if this team can go out and run – Tennessee out of Nissan Stadium, I think it's still called Nissan Stadium at least, then then you're looking at something. You just got to get that positive. It doesn't matter if you're in your workplace, you're at home with your family, you know, you, you have challenges and you, you feel down, you feel downtrodden. All it takes is like one positive thing to happen. One positive thing to kind of get you over the hump, to get your mindset back to the positive, Okay. So if the Raiders can do that Sunday against the Titans, it can change everything, literally change everything. And I think that that starts to get the mindset in the building. You can see there's some frustration that this stuff isn't clicking. You got a new coach, you got a new offense, you got all that stuff. But you need somebody, you need Derek Carr to lead you on the field, okay? So we got to see that this week. We have to see the coaching staff do better. Now, they haven't talked a lot about their shortcomings, but we all know what they are. And so, so they got to do that. If they can do that, then you start to realize your full potential. This happens for people at work all the time. How many times do you have a team at work or a situation at work where things just aren't going well? And then you all get together and you say, okay, we're going we're gonna to diagnose this. We're going to work hard. We're going to find new ways of doing things so that we can improve and then you see it happen. That's what has to happen. And, and I think a road trip, I said earlier in the week, 
I think a road trip is good for that. And I think the Raiders being on the road together, being away from Vegas, being away from their lives and focus on football in what is a, you know, a, a must-get game, as we're calling it, then, then suddenly things can maybe start to click into place. So, so we'll see. I mean, I'm cautiously optimistic about it. I, I don't think it's going to be easy. But all you got to do is win a game by one point. <laughs> That's all you got to do. Get to one and two so that you can get to two and two so you can get to three and two. You got the Broncos next week at home, followed by the Chiefs in Kansas City. That's a tough one, no matter how you look at that one. So you better be on a positive upswing heading to Kansas City in two weeks. And so it sets up nicely for the Raiders because if they can go on the road and beat the Titans this week, get home, beat the Broncos at home, you're a winner a two in a row, you erase the negativity of the 0-2 start, and then, and then you have the opportunity to make a huge, huge statement in Kansas City. It's an uphill battle, folks. I'm sorry. It is to go, to go there and win. But if they're on a two-game winning streak – after how they started and things are clicking for that offense and the defense is playing as well as it has in moments, you change it. You change the whole trajectory and the whole narrative, nationally at least, and amongst the fan base, amongst Raider Nation. You change that narrative right away. So it's one of those situations where the fate of this team could be determined by the next several weeks. And so that's, that's what we'll look at. That's what we'll, we'll talk about uh, as well as we move along. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When I come back, I'll give you some other thoughts about the game on Sunday and what to expect perhaps out of some of the Raiders' top talent. You're listening to Silver and Black today. This is Scott Branson. This is the Friday rant, the Raider rant. Don't go anywhere. 